In the holy name of Jesus. Chantel, Tremaine, Julia, today we bless the memory of your father, of your brother, and your whole family, and our family here at Crown of Life. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Our Lord and faithful God has called our dear brother to himself. He has accomplished his holy will for Roosevelt. Roosevelt, whom he called by the gospel, whom he enlightened with his gifts and sanctified and kept him unto death in the one true faith. We might say that Roosevelt went too soon, that he was taken from us unexpectedly before we were able to say maybe some things we wanted to say or to ask some things we might have wanted to ask. And that is almost always true. That is exactly actually where the disciples are today in our gospel reading that we just read. John 14 occurs in the upper room on the night in which our Lord was betrayed just before he was crucified. And so the disciples find themselves in that same situation. Jesus is telling them that he is about to die for their sins, that he is about to go away from them, as he says. He's telling them what will happen soon. And they are struggling to cope, struggling to hold on, struggling to understand what all of this might mean. How could Jesus leave them? Isn't all of this a bit too soon? They have so many questions. They have so many things they need to learn from him. How could he leave them behind? But what the disciples do not understand on the night in which our Lord is betrayed is that Jesus is prepared actually to fulfill all things. These are not random occurrences that happen to Jesus. This was prepared by him from forever. Prepared. This is not a chance. It's not a chance occurrence that Jesus dies upon the cross. None of this happens by accident to our Lord. And none of this happened too soon. It was the fullness of time. It was the perfect time. It was the time that God had appointed for the crucifixion of his son from before the foundation of the world for the, foundation, for the salvation of the world, indeed, for the salvation of Roosevelt. Now, we might say that Roosevelt, our brother, our father, our grandpa, our friend and our brother in Christ, went too soon and honestly, Roosevelt did a lot of things in his life too soon. He woke up too soon, I'm told. He certainly came to church too soon, every Sunday. And he was even, I think, drafted to Vietnam too soon, before he could even graduate. Roosevelt did things too soon. He never even held any kind of official office in this church. But that didn't keep him from arriving early every single Sunday from turning on the lights, putting out the flowers, unlocking the doors, sweeping the walk. I honestly don't know how we did it today without him. And then, of course, after all those things, he waited for over an hour sometimes, name tag in place, before the next of us came to join him. He also never joined the choir, actually. 
but we could hear his voice nonetheless every Sunday, of course, but especially on Epiphany, Good Friday, and Easter with his solo parts in We Three Kings and Were You There, as we've just sung for the first time without him. These were yearly hallmarks of our congregation's life together. Also, Roosevelt never joined the Board of Education of our church, but he also, anyway, brought to Mia and Mira to our preschool every day. And I know he did because he'd always meander down the hall uh, to say hi every day. <laughs> so, and that is one of the many things that I personally will miss about Mr. Eubanks. But death does come to us sooner or later. It comes to all men. And it is not something that we celebrate. Death is the ruin of all that God has made very good and the ruin of all the things that he has given to us in our lives. We love Roosevelt. And now we must carry on without him. And that is not good. Death is not good. And it is no one's fault but our own. The wages of sin, says St. Paul, the wages of sin is death. And we have sinned. Since Adam and Eve in the beginning, we have sinned. We have fallen short of the glory of God. And so, we have hurt one another with our sins. We have sinned against one another in thought, word, and deed. We have offended God, Roosevelt included. Now, we should not shy away from this today. We should not shy away from saying that Roosevelt was a sinful man. Only sinners die, and there lies Roosevelt. St. Paul knew this anyway when he wrote Romans chapter 3. He said, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. St. Paul knew that, and Roosevelt knew that. Every Sunday, after he arrived before everyone else, after he swept the walk, unlocked the doors, hit the lights, placed the flowers, put on his name tag, and waited for the rest of us, he sang the opening hymn, and then he got on his knees with all of us. And he said, I, a poor, miserable sinner. Or he said, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. Because we know this too. We know this even about those whom we love, even those who have loved us, that they also have sinned, that they also have hurt us with their words and deeds. And we also know this about ourselves, that we are far from perfect to one another, that we are sinners, that we love to put ourselves first that we often hurt and harm even those we love to say nothing of those we don't. We are sinners, and today we see the wages of sin lying before us. And there is one more who knew that Roosevelt was a sinner. There is one more who knew that he had done these things and left things undone, that he had sinned, and that would be God. God knew that Roosevelt was a sinner. And so, our Lord, long before the foundation of the world, long before anyone else showed up, our Lord began to prepare the salvation of the world, the salvation of Roosevelt. 
What God prepared, no one was ready for. Certainly not his own disciples in the upper room in John 14, as we've just read. They were not ready. Thomas says, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? And Jesus said to him, and Jesus said to Roosevelt, and Jesus says to every one of you, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Disciples were not ready, but Jesus was. He was prepared from forever, prepared to live a sinless life, prepared to suffer for our sins, for his sins, prepared to give his life as a ransom for many and a ransom for Roosevelt. So we need not be shy today about our sins or his sins or anyone else's. We can say boldly that Roosevelt was a sinner and that the wages of sin is death because our Lord Jesus loves sinners. He came to give his life for them and to rise again for their justification. He came that you too would rise, that we too would live the life that he gave for Roosevelt. Because that body before us will rise again. To the world out there, this looks like the end of Roosevelt. But they don't know him like we do. Roosevelt is always early. And he is early today. He is early to heaven. He is early to his father's house. He is early to the arms of Christ. He is early to sinless, endless, joyful life. And one more thing. On the last day, St. Paul promises us that the dead in Christ will rise first. Roosevelt died in Christ. He was baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, the name that uh, Pastor Bars just this week when he met Roosevelt in the hospital marked him with once more. He was baptized in God's name and so he will rise as Jesus has risen and lives and reigns to all eternity. And where our Lord leads, we too follow. And we do well also to follow Roosevelt every Sunday to be where he always was to confess our sins as he always did his, and to receive the blessings that he always received from this very altar of forgiveness, life, and salvation now and forever. On Monday, before Roosevelt had his surgery on Tuesday, last, last Monday and Tuesday, he arranged to meet me uh, in my study to pray over the surgery and to ask God's blessing. So before I left home that morning, I called him up to confirm the appointment, and he answered, sitting in my study, <laughs> saying that he would be here when I, when I got here. <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, Susan, our secretary, didn't even know he's back there. He came so soon. <laughs> So he beat me to my study, and, and then we prayed. And he said, as we prayed, that he had had to have faith many times before 
before many other surgeries, as you know he had been through, he had many times had to place his life in God's hands before surgeries for his kidneys or all the rest of things that he had been through. And he said that he was ready to do it again, to place his life in the hands of God. Well, the life of Roosevelt today remains in the hands of God far more firmly than it was ever before. Uh, So Chantel, Tremaine, Julia, friends, family, those who love this man and still do, Jesus lives, and God be praised, Roosevelt lives also. In the holy name of Jesus, Amen. amen.